It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Hello and welcome to They Came to Play for 2021. And can I say it? Yeah, I think I can. Happy New Year. I know it's February, but I'm saying Happy New Year. And I'm saying hello to you, Tess Armstrong. Hello, Limo. Happy New Year. You get it until you have said that already to the people for the first time. So this is this is totally valid. Uh, good, I like that. Danny McGinley, hello. Hello. Uh, I'm not saying Happy New Year. I firmly believe the latest you can say Happy New Year is January 3rd. Well, I think given the 2020 that we had, you can say Happy New Year until August yeah. this year. <laughs> okay. So all right. All right. <laughs> just Happy New Year the hell out of it, people. Uh, but we are back uh, for another year and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got Tess Armstrong with us for a few more weeks before <laughs> Uh, she tends to some more important issues in her life, such as extending her family or welcoming a new housemate, uh, <laughs> however, you, however you want to put it. Um, so we should, first of all, I mean, it's a big news story uh, today. We need to talk about one of the biggest clubs uh, going around and, uh, you know, culture issues at that club. Yeah, and uh, yeah. this issue has been front and centre. So... Let's go straight to the sort of, you know, quasi, the, the, the fans president. Yeah. The, oh, okay. Right, right, right. I thought we were talking about, you know, this issue was going to be in black and white. No. And the, and the issues, no. issues there. But no, of course. No. I mean, the black and white story fades <laughs> into irrelevance when we talk about the culture issues at the Richmond Football Club. Uh, Tess, has the run ended? Will you finish in the bottom three this year? Are you having an affair with uh, how many? How many? Pl- how many people are you having an affair with at the at the club? Is it Dimmer, Katie Brennan, mm. uh, Peggy Peggy O'Neill? Who 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 aren't you marrying? Uh, okay, and and I'll just give you a second part to that question. How many times have you capsicum sprayed Liam Baker? Okay, <laughs> yeah, the Liam Baker thing is a real. I mean, the rest of it is a situation in in and of itself. But you know how there are people at your club that just seem too innocent to be involved in any kind of drama? Like they're like the side fun elf, elven characters. Um, that's what they're yeah, like. Lockie Hunter at the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you're like, really? I'm sorry, did they misprint and they've written Liam Baker instead of any one of the others that is likely to be involved in some kind of drama? But no, capsicum sprayed uh, in after a fracas, which is great. Sydney Stacks had a, um, I think, unfairly terrible time. Um, Unfairly. Unfairly. So bringing COVID to Western Australia (laughs) is apparently something to be celebrated. Tess, you're so so parochial. Well, I would like, yeah, I'd be fascinated to see whether or not the hotel guard is also, has to spend three weeks in prison um, like a young Indigenous man in WA. However, and then our coach situation, which really took a turn, it's been an unpleasant off-season at Tigerland, but also it's making me laugh because, you know, just 
I know we've you guys give me a stick for saying that we haven't been successful recently when we clearly have, but like this is like a story from a you know the new like from an American movie or something like that where a team is so incapable of handling success that they just fall to pieces. Yeah, Every actually, single member falls to pieces individually at the same that's time. That's a good point, Jess. It's, it's sort of like the, the period in between uh, the end of Ghostbusters 1 and the beginning of Ghostbusters 2. When we leave them at the end of Ghostbusters 1, mm. they're heroes. Yes. They've saved New York. And yeah. then bafflingly, at the start of Ghostbusters 2, everyone hates them. And, and it's never really explained that well how that happened. They're yeah. just saying that, oh, yeah, people got bored of us or something. But, yeah, that's that's really what Richmond off-season is. Yeah, they it's- just were like, okay, I think that we're the villains. I think we're the baddies, guys, so we better really lean into it um, and just embrace the new role. But, like, like mm. we've done what your team did, Danny, but, of course, you did it at a faster rate. Like Thank you. all inner western suburbs, you were much you were at the front of the of the trend of just culture. Well, it's just relation after it's continuing the, uh, the it's just continuing the tradition of uh, Richmond just copying the Bulldogs. You copied our game plan to win the flag in 2017. You've copied our thing of uh, having Katie Brennan as your AFLW captain. And yeah. now you're you're having copying us of just uh, imploding highest form of flattery. Um, look out, wives at, at at Western Bulldogs land. Um, because anyway, it's just been terrible. Also, I was very annoyed because I, of course, um, loved Damien Hardwick's shtick as being you know I love my wife so much and she's my inspiration and she's the reason I. I could get up. That really played into my interest. In my, yeah. Yeah. That was right in the Venn diagram of my interests. And so it's, I am yeah. annoyed about that because I understand people have private lives, but he opted in over the course of four years to make his wife a character publicly and then yeah. uh, publicly humiliated her as well. And so I feel is, like dead to me. Is he likely at a press conference to give us an update on how Mrs. Hardwick feels about this new arrangement. <laughs> like, is he going to say, you know, my new girlfriend really gave me a rap over the knuckles? Like, is this going to be the thing that you do now for all of the girlfriends? It just is. It's just yeah. Bad. So, what, what's her name? Is he gonna? Do you know? Do we know her name? It's been publicly announced. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna go with sweetheart or doll. Is that it? Or, <laughs> or is he just gonna say this is what Miss Armstrong is saying? Or, or what? What is her name, Tess? Sorry to use your name. Um, no comment. No comment. No. <laughs> First name no. Second name comment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you reckon? But wasn't it so obvious? As soon as it seems, just any public figure, not just footy people. Yeah. Whenever they're just gushing about. Being all about family values and yeah, things like that. You're yeah. just counting down that the opposite is happening behind closed doors. Do you reckon maybe in real life, uh, uh, Mark Williams and uh, Alan Scott were actually lovers? <laughs> and we're, ha- we're having a tiff. I haven't there been, you know, the Father of the Year award. Haven't there been a couple of yes. recipients of that who oh, yeah. later on. It's been discovered that perhaps they weren't father of the year. Yes. Yep. (laughs) When they received the award. Yep. So, anyway, it's been complicated. And. Uh, Serious question, though, Tess. Mm. What's going to happen now? So, let's say a player, there's some sort of infidelity or misbehavior during the year. 
uh, the coach is just going to have to sit out of it, isn't he? Well, he said he can't really, can't really comment. Absolutely. And, like, for people that don't think it matters or that it's a private life or whatever, I mean, he has a different relationship, I'm sure, with all of the players and many players have a different um, attitude, I'm sure. But the big complication, of course, is his relationship with our captain who um, is – a self-confessed family man, and uh, oh, don't, you know what that means. That whose wife Let- uh, made very public statements of support to Mrs. Hardwick over the over the summer, and how that works, I don't know. When they're doing, when you're dealing with any kind of uh, cover-up or mistruth or um, not being upfront with your fellow teammates, which is part of the kind of, you know, that thing that Richmond players have been doing for a couple of years where they'll reveal something about themselves and that, you know, the most the thing that, that they need to be the most honest about, they're all super honest with one another. But I think could you really go in and think, oh, we're all being super honest with one another? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But then maybe that is the secret of our previous success and now maybe we can really lean into our villain status and have a whole different yeah. attitude towards success. So maybe the way in which he's coached in the past, he could say, hey, everybody makes mistakes. I've made a very public mistake. Um, not that he would necessarily call it a mistake, but I've made this very public situation <laughs> for myself. Well, I'm not, Tess, I think, I think you're, 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 this is, I think you're, you're, you're shirking the issue. I think they need an, an external review bring in some heavy hitters to really give some hard truths to Richmond. I'm suggesting a panel maybe made up of Bill Clinton and Tiger Woods <laughs> really need to work yeah. out why That's... everyone is being – being Donald Trump should probably join them. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think that is – it's the only path forward. Or I'll, if if that's not the pathway forward, I think Damien Hardwick's posi- position is untenable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you need to get a new coach. Yeah. Uh, immediately, <laughs> and for the new coach, I would suggest Mrs. Hardwick. Now we're um, talking. Yes. Well, she did seem uh, to have a lot to do with our <laughs> with our. She team. had a lot to do with your success. Yeah. She is much loved by the Richmond fans. Um, she knows the players. She knows the club. Mm-hmm. So I think she could just slot right in beautifully. And I, what a what a wonderful way to get back at your at your ex. <laughs> to take oh, his job. Oh, hang on, hang on. This, this is now the plot of Ted Lasso. She becomes coach. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and she, like, I mean, she, she needs to become the owner of the club for it to oh, be yeah. really Ted Lasso. Mm. But, yeah, and, and that's about bringing, you out of, bringing down a club called Richmond. Oh, oh this is perfect. Ted. Uh, I'm only um, six episodes in, Danny, but your recommendation last year could not have been better. It is so good. I'm loving yeah. it. Also, Ted <laughs> is a very... Uh, endearing man, so I feel like I'm now going to attach myself to him. <laughs> just, just keep getting continually let down before plot reveals itself to me. But anywho, I, you know, maybe I'm. I know people care for different reasons about football clubs, and lots of people don't care that this happened and don't think it'll make a difference. And maybe a lot of the players don't care either. Who knows? Who mm. could possibly know? But yeah. I feel annoyed and disappointed about it but it's also quite a good time to be going on maternity leave there was also a pandemic last year which has put a lot of stuff into context for me it's, where i'm uh, like well you know things sh- shit happens so tess my question to you is 
across this year, uh, you know, all going to plan. We'll deliver 45 to 50 podcasts <laughs> this year. In how many of those podcasts do you think we will mention? Um, <laughs> Damien Hart, we can the <laughs> breakdown of his relationship do you and the forming a part of the Richmond Football Club. Do you take listener call-ins? Because maybe I could call in. <laughs> like talk we, we'll, we could get you to do a little <laughs> guest spot on your own podcast. <laughs> but uh, interestingly, though, does, um, Richmond are still flag favourites. <laughs> right. In AFLW or yeah. what are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, oh, in both. And also in the NBA. Yeah. Super <laughs> Bowl next week. So they are doing very, very well. Um, so well, let's move on from the uh, from the Richmond Ball Club then, uh, Tess. I know you want us to keep talking about it. Uh, so what about Collingwood? Yeah. They, for people who might be curious as to when we're recording this, the live press conference is happening right now. Mm. We're calling what are responding to the reports. We can't really talk about their response because it's happening as we speak. But a couple of things stood out to me. Um, a secret report, the news was, a secret report has revealed. Okay, how secret can it be? Yeah. Since it seems to have a copy of it. Yeah. But did anyone see the name of the report? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do better. Did you see that? Yeah, which is great that, that they got Melania Trump to head up the report. <laughs> Do better. It's hilarious. It's so low level too. Like number one recommendation. Just it's like just try and try every day. It's like the cat hang in there. It's like it's the, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst motivational speaker of all time. <laughs> uh, do better. Take what you're doing. Take what you're doing and do it better. And they had this report and they said, oh, yeah. And I thought it's just going to cover the Heredia Lumumba time mm. at Collingwood mm. up until now. Oh, no. But it goes right back to Sid Jackson being booed at the 1970 grand final. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the first example they give in the report. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it was all, I'm sure it was all, you know, roses and Yahtzee before that oh, yeah. for well, any yeah. Indigenous player heading out to <laughs> Victoria Park. <laughs> I think, though, the period before that, it's just sadly accepted that it was a Shocking issue. Yeah. Before that, and so that's where they've chosen to start this uh, the report. But I was like, wow, they've really they've gone. There's a bit of detail. There's also a, a line in there that talks about how every single time a racist incident happens in the AFL, it ends up having something to do with Collingwood, even if it didn't before. And one of those examples is, of course, Adam Goods, which it, it did, but then it became a Collingwood story because Eddie involved himself as well. And then there are other incidents as well. Uh, over time where it would be a St Kilda player, for example, but it's him playing, it's Ricky playing at Victoria Park. And so it ends up becoming about Collingwood. And then it said, you know, this club has racism in its DNA. I mean, it is a bad report. And yeah. I would... And again, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I am a lie. Just looking at... I've just got the Twitter feed going. And apparently Eddie has opened the remarks oh. with, this is a historic and proud day for the Collingwood oh, Football Club. No. <laughs> there we go. Well, in, uh, you know, if I can play devil's advocate here, uh, <laughs> they had the report done. Yeah. Right? Yes. So that, that was their 
you know, yeah, they decided to do that, yeah, um, and they're taking all the recommendations out of the report, yeah. So I guess his point being um, that they've now got a good launching pad to be perhaps provide an example even. Wow. Yeah, uh, high, school, to- high school debating playing devil's advocate to the devil's advocate, if they were so proud of it, why did it have to be leaked before it was ever yeah. released? Also, uh, I wonder if um, yesterday in the AFLW, when the uh, when the kang- when the cats lost by ten goals to the kangaroos, do you think the uh, the cats coach came out and went, "This is a proud day in the history of Geelong Football Club. We have learnt <laughs> how not to play North Melbourne, and we are ready to move forward. <laughs> yeah, ready to go." Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, the person who's happiest about this Collingwood report mm. coming out. Uh, Liam Baker, because he would have been front page of the paper today. <laughs> Liam Baker doesn't deserve a front page. He's just a gentle farm boy from WA. He was reacting to the WA lockdown, guys. There was a, there was a lot of stress going on in his life. <laughs> um, look, there's, but as far as the Collingwood report goes, I don't know if there are any more interesting updates there, Danny, but as far as it goes... As long as it has a negative impact on their on-field performance this year, then then I'm glad this report's come out. <laughs> well, it didn't stop their AFLW team absolutely bursting onto the scene in great style on Thursday night when usually, historically, they lose that game to Carlton and it's fun for everyone. But then on Thursday night, <laughs> Collingwood were great and they have so many delightful lovable AFLW players that I was like, oh, God damn, this league gets me again because there is hardly a time in my life where I'm not happy to see a loss in the column of Collingwood. But even in the women's competition, I'm like, oh. oh." (laughs) What was so, Tess, what what were your couple of highlights of the round one of the AFLW? Well, I will say um, GWS as a team, have had the most horrendous off-season. Like, for example, you know, Richmond's had a bad cultural off-season. GWS women's team has had, like, a remarkable amount of challenges to face. Also, they have, you know, they have a lot of international players who had to make their way back for COVID. One of their players who was part of their inaugural team uh, died by suicide and last year, and so they have spent the round talking about her and trying to raise awareness about that, which is amazing. They were, when New South Wales went into lockdown, they were kind of told immediately, you guys are going to have to go down to a border town so we can kind of try and wait and get you across the border. So they all packed up. These are people, by the way, who have full-time jobs. And so they had to leave immediately and some of the team couldn't come because they were still working. So they got to Albury, then they were told, oh, sorry, the border's closing, so you're going to need to go to South Australia. So they went to South Australia. They played their first game on Sunday afternoon against the best team in the competition, Fremantle, which is pretty hard, did really put in a good effort, were defeated, but then as they were playing, it was announced that WA is now going to go into lockdown and so now they're trying to go back to Sydney to work out how on earth they can possibly (laughs) continue to play. And so I just want to, like, shout out to GWS who are doing all of this under such, like, emotional and actual life pressure and just, like, taking it all in their stride. And Alicia Eva, who's their captain, is just awesome, like, best talker. You kind of think this could go either way with, with all sorts of things, but I really feel like they're kind of trying to use it as a as momentum. Like, how could all these bad things happen to us and we're still really close and all want to be together? Oh, and then one of their players came, played a very first practice match and fractured her neck, who's from Ireland, 
and now has a yeah. toddler and is away from home with her neck in a brace. So they've had quite a lot going on. So big shout and out. Her to assailant Josh. was cleared. Her assailant was cleared. That that uh, Ebony Marinoff was you know cleared yeah. to play, oh, which I was surprised oh. by. I was actually I was watching the Carlton Collingwood game when it was announced, mm. uh, but I was actually in the gym, so the sound was sort of muffled by the other TVs playing you know children's music on Channel V. And I literally, because I was like mid-set and I was just listening to the commentary and then I heard them say Ebony Marinoff has been cleared, but I heard Bernie Madoff had been cleared. <laughs> Bernie Madoff? <laughs> I was like, what? I was not expecting that. <laughs> Bernie Madoff. Imagine that. Is he still alive, Bernie Madoff, by the way? Uh, look, he's, he's quite happy that uh, Collingwood's racism report has come out as well. <laughs> It's given him some room to move. Yeah, I don't think Bernie Madoff is getting out anytime soon. Oh Did you watch many, many of the games? I, I'm, I was, I was, I've got notes on all the games. I watched every single one. All right. Well, let, let's go with Dockers versus GWS. Let's give a shout-out to Gemma Horton. Ten running bounces yeah. in a game, yeah. which doubled the record for right. running bounces in an AFLW game. Yeah. And also I want to give a shout-out to the Dockers. I mean, Tess has just given a lot of uh, props to GWS. Dockers are, yeah, as you say, one of the best teams in the league and they are continuing the tradition at uh, as, as it's north south from Oval of their sirens scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> what, the, what, so what, they don't have a siren. They have Well, they have yeah, an air raid siren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Oh, my God, it always just petrifies me to my soul. Yeah, because Danny Lee threw the Blitz test <laughs> in London. So. I, um, I went there. Let's go. Thank you. It just takes him right back there. I, I went to that ground last year to see the Dockers play, which was great, and um, I was frightened every single time the airplane went off because it's so loud at the ground as well. There is no – and also, even yesterday, there's no DJ. Like, I really want to talk to people about audio – and like the way in which they fade songs in and out, but like after every single goal, they play a super loud like feminist anthem, which I fully am on board with. However, it comes out of nowhere and then it stops really abruptly. I'm like, guys, just fade it in, fade it out. Like that's all you need to do is just like yeah. ride those. Like a radio producer here, a little She's bit just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> driving me mental. And then also a big shout out to Sabrina Duffy who plays for the Dockers, who last year when I saw that game in Frio. I saw her a couple of hours later getting a kebab in the main street in Fremantle and I was so starstruck. <laughs> I was like to Sam, should we just like follow her around, see what she does? He's, he's like, no, that not at all, that's stalking. But anyway, for some reason I am super starstruck by her and yesterday was again. Was she with Sydney Stack? Was she, were, they going, were they up to the strips after that? No, I'll say there was no follow-ups. Um, kind of drama front page scandal, which is very AFLW versus AFLM. So I just... Adore Freo, good on them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now what about Sabrina Fredericks in the weekend? The last time we saw her, she was in SAS Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, punching on with the honey badger. <laughs> Do you think she would have taken to the field with a little spring in her step? I mean, she's big anyway, but she would feel ten times tougher than every other well, she, AFLW player. She got thought. she got a lot more touches in that punch on with honey badger than she got yesterday. Oh, oh right, okay. <laughs> she only got she, she only got nine disposals. I reckon she was playing against her old club, though. Is that the first time you've played the Lions since she defected? No, we played them last year. I'm pretty sure, um, and so we would have. She would have played against them, but it was she was tagged out yesterday. I will say in her defence, um, and the Lions were pretty good. Like the Lions have been. I think people forget. Like they were in the first 
two grand finals. Two grand finals, yeah. Um, and so and they've still got a lot of the same bones, even though they did lose a lot of players, and the same coach, Craig Stasevich, who, like, adores them. So I really feel like they kind of ride under the radar a little bit, whereas I feel like they were, oh, is this just apologists for Richmond? <laughs> I think so. Were you at the game test? Did you go to Punt Road? No, I was on the couch like a big balloon. But um, that's all right. You you are bodybuilding at the moment. I'm into the stage where um, I have to use a grabber and a shoehorn to like get stuff off the ground, and so it's a really (laughs) (laughs) undignified. That's all right. The shoehorn is actually how the baby comes out, so don't worry. (laughs) Also, I was like. Why have I been putting my shoes on like an idiot for all these years? Like we could have just fallen them on. It's really convenient. Um, so anyway, it's not a super amazing time to be out and about at the football. Also, I get nervous about portaloos. This is very um, real talk, but you need to wear a lot. And so if there's a portaloo not nearby, like last year at Princess Park, they were like, "Oh, these toilets are closed for the day. You'll have to walk around to the other side of the stadium." I'm like, "No, I don't think I'd get there." So. Yeah. Yeah, I watched on the couch, but I'm glad. I guess I'd have to bring her own catheter to, uh, to the footy. <laughs> I've got my tea, my sandwiches, <laughs> catheter. Right. Yeah. Like, one esky for drinks, one for after. <laughs> so I didn't make it, but I watched it and I was proud. I thought her defence was way better. Harriet Cordner is such a gun. I'm so glad we stole her from Melbourne, even though she's got a famous Melbourne name. Um, but, yeah, the bloody Lions. How good was Courtney Hoda? She was like that running goal. Anyway. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was, I, I, re- I, could, I really enjoyed watching uh, you Tigers still not win a game. It's yeah. fantastic. That made me really happy as well. But I, I do have a soft spot for Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. all do. Of course. You know what I loved at the launch last week, Tess, was seeing, because uh, I think it was at Brunswick Street Oval, just based mm-hmm. on my oh. local knowledge. Uh, they had a bunch of Fitzroy girls out there um, with the AFLW players. Yes. It was for the, for the I think um, they did that around the country because they had to have like four launches or whatever because, you know, because none of the players could be together. But each of them had a little community, little league players, and I just thought it was so nice because I've been watching cricket, cricket all summer. How good is the cricket when you just like every time they hit a six, they're like, oh, that's for – you know, Joe Blow Club in the middle of nowhere. Like I just love that kind of club connection and community yeah. connection. Yeah. So I was like, more of that is excellent. The more the merrier. Um, any other AFLW highlights? Oh, well, I can, I'll just uh, quickly go through the other highlights. Uh, I watched the Cats v Kangaroos <laughs> with my kids. Yes. And uh, my son, uh, went, the Cats, how many, what did they score? In, no, sorry, the Kangaroos scored in the first quarter. It was only three goals to nil. Yeah. Uh, but then it was five goals to nil at halftime. And my son was right, sort of playing his own game in the backyard of footy. He'd come in and check the score. And he just came in and he could not fathom that North Melbourne were good because he's so used to AFL M, the men's. Right. Yes. He genuinely asked at one stage, going, What? But kangaroos are terrible and cats <laughs> made the grand final. I'm going, But it's women's. And he goes, Yeah, but. But it's the same club. Which <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> was adorable. I, I, I love his attitude. I love his Which would have Hawthorne not in the competition at all. Yeah. So, oh, man, that's even that, better. I love this I, idea. I, that was I saw, I did yeah. see a North fan just be like, oh, my God, I forgot what it would feel like to have your team bully another team. I love this. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah, sometimes AFLW gives you, like mine, haven't won a game. 
So I feel like I connect better with the AFLW team than the AFL men's team because they actually live up to how I watch footy. Just assuming you'll never win. <laughs> it's like retro yeah. rank. <laughs> and North well, speaking North. of, yeah. Sarah Perkins, this is now I'm going to put my highlight from the Gold Coast Suns versus the Demons game. Yes. Uh, Sarah Perkins, who's now at the Gold Coast Suns, but she is a one-woman retro round because she is uh, built like the old full forwards and she marks the ball and dominates like the old full forwards. Really, yes. I think if Gold Coast Suns AFLW team are playing, uh, the crowd should be allowed to smoke and you can only <laughs> listen on AM radio. <laughs> and you can bet on the horse racing. Yes. Because, uh, the uh, in fact, players are allowed to have the form guide stuffed down their sock. Um, and the race results come on up the score, on the um, scorebook. She's fantastic. She's awesome. Uh, Aaron Phillips is also fan. now. Aaron Phillips. Now I don't know if you know this, Tess. Aaron Phillips is now doing breakfast radio in Adelaide. The uh, mm, the Kiss FM. Now normally breakfast radio in Adelaide is strictly for losers, <laughs> but they've actually managed to get someone good to do it. I don't. I don't know how. <laughs> Search far and wide. <laughs> but she's still. Her youngest child was born in July 2019, so she's on no sleep for like the past six years yeah. and is still dominating. How good is she? she, uh, she I mean, she's very good. Uh, the radio, I haven't heard her on air yet. I'm sure she's fine. But, you know, <laughs> if you're in Adelaide, why would you choose that breakfast show when you've got so many other great choices? <laughs> well, one other great choice, that's SAFM, of course. So, uh, so many other choices. She's if a you're freak. in Adelaide. Um, the last game I have to talk about was is I went to Moorabbin on Saturday, oh, yeah, on Friday yeah. night. Uh, so, okay, a few things. Um, one, that we did the minutes uh, silence for the, mm -hmm. the GWS uh, player, Jacinda. Yeah. And uh, now when you say like RIP to someone, that, yes. that Latin word that is V-A-L-E. You say vale. Yeah. How about they tell the ground oh, announcer no. at Moorabbin? He they said Vale. So did the Dockers person oh, no. actually. Um, and, yeah, the, the ground announcer at Moorabbin was clearly had a job to do at time because it was a really close final quarter. Like, the game could have gone either way. Yeah. And, you know, the Saints got a goal to put them in front and the announcer was, all right, don't forget, if you're standing at the fence, keep 1.5 metres away from everyone. Let's stay COVID safe, people. Oh, and the Saints have got the lead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Got whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Just do your job. Um, uh, Bonnie Too Good was amazing. Uh, we worked out though. I, I can't believe it hadn't went out. Bonnie means good, so her name is Good. Bonnie, too good. Yes, what? yes. She's James Bond. <laughs> who's, who's like James Bond? Good. Yeah. Too good. Too, too, too good. So she's good. Good. Too good. Best name in world. That's, a, that's a very. I oh, know Irving Mosquito. I think. <laughs> Right. Or the Russian hurdler, Marina Stepanova. It's hard ah, to. Yeah, that's not bad. Very hard. hard to beat. Um, uh, Izzy Hunting as well was awesome for you. She was dominant, yes. Uh, actually, but the best on ground, I could, uh, other than I said, I saw Tim from the Kick to Kick podcast in the crowd. Oh, yes. He kept, uh, he kept, I'd walk past and get a beer and, I'd, and he'd, he'd say, mate, you, you realise you're the loudest person here. <laughs> and uh, he was critiquing a few of my of my heckles. Uh, uh, I was sitting next to a guy, I was standing at the fence 1.5 metres away yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. from a, a guy who was really getting into it. Turns out he is a player's father, uh, oh. Amelia Van Oosterwijk. 
yes. or AVO, as we call it, the <laughs> Apprehended Violence Order. <laughs> right. Uh, what was great about him is that he's a mad Collingwood fan, but now his daughter plays for the Bulldogs, so he's jumped on the oh, yeah, AFLW. Right, okay. Uh, Bulldog's uh, side. She said. He said she's only played one game, and she was tagged by Daisy Pierce. Oh god! So god. Okay. hasn't made her way back into the side yet. Well, she must have come in with a good reputation. If yeah. she's getting tagged by Daisy Pierce. She's only yeah. eighteen, right? Like yeah, right. When first game. So she's 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 coming good. Uh, and her little brother, who was eight, was watching, and about halfway through. Now Amelia wasn't playing this game, but yeah. the family were all there anyway. And uh, halfway through the second quarter, her eight-year-old little brother screamed in exaggeration, "Where's Amelia?" <laughs> and the mum <laughs> went, "We told you she's not playing today." And he went, "What?" What did, and then he just looked at his dad. Give me your phone. I don't care about this team. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And sat playing right. Angry Birds or whatever right. for the rest of it. <laughs> I love it. So we're all about AVO now. On they came to play. She's going to be our our, ten, our well, definitely our Bulldogs player for the for the season. And one last thing, Limo. Do you know anything else about this game? The Saints won by nine points. Uh, no. Do you know about the free kick count? Oh, God. Oh, Danny, please have a yeah, look. Let me. I'll read it out, Tess. Uh, free kick. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Saint Kilda twenty six. Do you want to guess how many free kicks the Bulldogs had, Tess? Is it like five or something? Six. <laughs> 26 to six. More than four times. That is one hell of a disparity. Oh, yes, sir. That would almost be a record-breaking disparity. It was. It is. I texted Swamp about this. Yes, and, and what I, did he say? He said it is definitely the highest in AFLW history. Right. And that's all he said, okay? Don't ask any more questions. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Don't ask me about the mess. Uh, um, for AFL. There it is. Now, I wonder how Berkey... Uh, <laughs> I just in the AFL. I was going to say, just if anyone has not seen it, which you couldn't possibly have missed it, but just look for the photo of Nathan and Ellisberg after the. It is the happiest photo. <laughs> it's like straight to the mantle. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, you know, it's as beautiful as that moment was, I'm still angry about the loss, and now I'm a little bit suspect about Berkey, a St Kilda shill being yeah, in charge yeah, of our yeah, team. Yeah. What, there was no comment about the one-sided umpiring at any point from the club. You know, surely, yeah. if that happened, surely you'd just say, oh, that's interesting. We were a bit disappointed with a few of the decisions. Yeah. But now I'm thinking this is what yeah. we've, we've got a mole. <laughs> we need, I think St Kilda have infiltrated our club and uh, something needs to be done. Yeah, he is, he's working undercover. Uh, Tess, and it is a disgrace with a free kick count like that and it should have been raised afterwards. So, Danny, what's the record for the um, no. the, the AFL men's <laughs> for a free kick disparity? Because, there was, there was a game the where one team had four free kicks and one team had 19, and that was in 2014. And, yeah, anyway. Right, well. okay. Who were the two? Uh, uh, Frio, Frio got four, only four, four only free kicks. Only four free kicks. Yeah. And who were they playing, Danny? Have you got the details there? Yeah, it was the Bulldogs. Oh, the Bulldogs! And do you know the worst part? <laughs> they creamed us by 10 goals. <laughs> They were trying to even it up. <laughs> they were trying to help you. This is footy. The footy gods work in mysterious ways. You never know when stuff comes back around. And Friday night was your night. Oh, well, I'm just nervous, Tess, because in three weeks we're going to play you, the Tigers, and I hope you can come to that game at, at Witten Oval. Uh, but I just know that if if the footy gods, if I'm still repaying 2016, and I reckon I might be, that'll be your first win. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope I can get there too because, gee whiz, that would be really fun. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, we, maybe we can make it a team outing. To go and see Richmond play the Bulldogs. Oh, everyone's welcome. Yes. Um, 
Now, uh, before we uh, wrap things up, we should visit some other sports. Quickly. Sure. What do, I haven't watched any other sports. Uh, well, tennis. Can we go to tennis for a second? If you want. <laughs> Is there a bigger pack of ninjas on planet Earth than tennis players? Uh, well, according to Twitter, me, after the AFLW game on Friday, was the biggest winter in the world. So, were you? Yeah. Oh, I tweeted about it. The well, free kick count. Oh, the free kick. Oh, yeah. oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. you, they really have not done themselves a great service, the, the, tennis, no. the tennis players more broadly. But I realise that we have had clues along the way. <laughs> Margaret <Clark>. <laughs> There have been clues for years. You know, my, my favourite was uh, Novak Djokovic issuing a set of demands to Tennis <laughs> Australia. It's like, mate, you're the hostage. You, don't you get how the system works? Hostages don't issue demands. Hostages keep their yap shut until they're released. Um, yeah, so he needs a little educating on how this system works. So he thinks the film Ransom with Mel Gibson where he's saying, give me back my son. Yeah. He, th- he thinks Mel Gibson's been kidnapped. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he thinks Liam Neeson was the one who was taken. <laughs> my favourite, like, tennis player isn't a real person like that because I get so cross at them and I'm like, oh, well, you don't know. All of you live in like tax havens. None of you are real people who have any idea. But one of his demands was that every tennis player, how many people are here? Hundreds? There's hundreds hundreds of people in the country. All of them should be put up by someone with a pool in their backyard. I was like, how many pools people live in like Turak? Like that could possibly, each of them could take on a hostage uh, Australian Open player. I was like, (laughs) How many people do you think just have mansions with pools that could host all of the Australian Open people? It was like he really did think that everyone, well, we can all just go where there's pools and tennis courts and we can just stay with people who are rich and um, do our training there. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you've been taken hostage and you're in a, you know, in a hut in the back blocks of Uruzgan province in Afghanistan. <laughs> and you turn around and say, guys, can we, can we move this to the Shangri-La in Dubai? <laughs> I'm just, this isn't really working for me. <laughs> I always I often wondered about if you had, um, you know, we have people have food uh, allergies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were taken hostage and you had food allergies, like oh, they, brought, they brought you a meal and oh, you're like, no. Oh, no, I can't have dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is really awkward, but uh, yeah. I can smell the gluten. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind? Anyway, side, side thought from Lemo there. Uh, and Burn Atomic. Burn Atomic's 28, by the way. For some reason in my mind, he's always been 19. Yeah. yeah. And he should, and it works for him for us to all think he's 19 because the second you realise he's 28, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, dude, you got it. By yeah. the way, that sound you're hearing, folks, is uh, Limo with a cricket ball. Otherwise, that's going to sound like you're doing a completely different activity there, Lemo. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. I do like to play with a cricket ball while I'm in my office. So <laughs> that's that's what's going on here. A hey, uh, Tommy and his and his girlfriend, of course, who's in lockdown with him, mm. who put out a video complaining that she couldn't get her hair because she never doesn't wash her own hair. Yeah. So she needs to visit a salon to get her hair washed. So that was a bit of a problem I'm, for I'm, I'm on her side. I haven't washed my hair in four <laughs> years. <laughs> there is another reason for that. Uh, as soon as I find it, I'm going to wash yeah. it. <laughs> it's hiding away. Um, I, I've got other news. Uh, yeah. Tess, did you know that, um, that Limo is uh, possibly going to get divorced soon? Yeah. This um, is very fresh. Excuse this me, happened but like but why did as we I lead, Why did we lead with Mrs. Hardwick and Damien when this was on the cards? 
It was a bit, it was a bit too raw. Uh, this, but thankfully, uh, forty minutes have passed. And now we're ready to talk about it. This happened literally an hour ago. Danny and I went to get a coffee up the street, and we're walking back. And Kel's doing a big clean up today, and she puts some hard rubbish out the front. And the hard rubbish was two items: uh, a kitchen that a a little plastic kitchen that a toddler might play with, yeah. which our son enjoyed for, you know, a couple of years of his life. He's too big for now. Uh, and sitting on top of the uh, toddler plastic kitchen was a football. Just a footy, and I thought, yeah, fair enough, throw that out. There's a probably football. too many of them. Yeah, it's just but over here. There, there it is. And uh, Tess, I picked it up and I went, this isn't. Anyway, this is one of a limited number of official balls, game day balls, right, from the Geelong Hawthorne 2008 Grand Final. Oh, my God. At the end. Yes. A limited. This is the actual match day. You know, they do about 50 of them or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Well, this is one of the match day and balls. And Limo worked hard to steal and, that off a kid after yeah, it was kicked yeah, yeah. into the crowd. <laughs> and it's in perfect condition. <laughs> And my wife, it was where if I hadn't, this would have been taken in hard rubbish in about yep. a minute and a half. And so if I didn't turn it would have been farewell. You need to get it mounted or something. Like I need, you do just have it in a plastic bag like it's a, you know, it's a couple of peaches from the shop. Yeah, I true. Yeah, I need to dress it up a little more. Um, anyway, so that's that's been saved, but divorce pending, Tess. So let us know uh, what's the worst thing that your partner has ever thrown out. Oh, uh, yeah. That's actually really good because I'm a really ruthless thrower-outerer, so I don't know all the precious things I've probably chucked chucked out in a fit of cleaning or whatever. But um, I believe, Tess, your husband Sam had some hopes and dreams around October last year <laughs> that you destroyed. <laughs> I really, yeah, that took a turn. Um, that was great. But anyway, they were, they were fond, mem- fond, fond memories of last year, simpler times when I was like, I really want my child to be a Richmond man. And now I'm like, well, which a man or woman? And now I'm like, do I? Anyway, I do. But- Tess, what is the, does your fella have a piece of memorabilia or something really special to him that if you threw it out, it would be, you know, you'd be putting the relationship on the line. Uh, yeah, I suppose, but there's, he's not really a memorabilia person, but it'd be a musical instrument or an, a piece of equipment that looks like it has no no longer life in it but does or something that would go on his car that I feel like I would throw out because look, everything looks like rubbish to me, but they all probably serve a purpose, whereas I have one of those grand final footies from the 2017 grand final and my worst nightmare is that someone will like think it's a kicking a kicking ball like one to take to the park to kick and so it sits on a mantle limo which is where you need to put your ball mm, it needs yeah, to have right. pride of place on a mantle so anything that is super precious to me is usually on a mat on a mantle <laughs> so that it can't yeah. go missing or missing yeah, is taken right. for general play that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. This is going to be mounted yeah. and uh, I'll put it on a mantle. I've got a footy from the 2015 Grand Final as well Jeez, with the scores you. and everything on it, one that was 
came out afterwards. Anyway, so I need to mount them all. Actually, my, my ball on the mantles, uh, it, it's it's precious to me. It's a, it's a Melbourne victory uh, ball signed by the 2012 squad, oh. which when we were pretty terrible, but Harry Kuehl played for us oh, that year. Oh, right, okay, yes. So it's kind of rare, sort of, but uh, yeah. You want he, to hang on to that? He annoyingly signed it really lightly, so it's slowly ah. fake. And also, um, Google... Harry Kuehl's signature, it looks nothing like... Oh, really? It's pretty much he's just drawn the le- the number eight. Well, can you copy over it? Uh, oh, God. I'm, sure, I'm sure that ruins it on Antiques Roadshow. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go Harry Kuehl's Harry Kuehl signature. I'm searching now. Yep. Something fun for all the listeners to do. Harry Kuehl signature... Uh, he's got a few options by the look of this. Oh, really? We I just uncovered Harry Kuehl as the uh, as some sort of uh, like uh, secret agent or many. Oh, I see what you're saying though. He's got two circles at the end. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and then kind of a wave in the middle. Yeah, it's like two islands with a bit of ocean in the middle. That's all. It's it's like a very it's like Donald Trump's one. It's indecipherable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We can, uh, you can, you can uh, just, just trace over it. Oh, right. oh thank you. Thank that's, you. That's fine. Uh, um, latest on the Collingwood uh, thing, uh, yes. Eddie is saying that he bid on four Indigenous players in off-season, so, it's, so he's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's clear. I will say um, the press conference isn't going down super well. That's <laughs> all. No. Not on the no. – Certainly not on the socials, no. I will be glad um, to review it with everybody afterwards. <laughs> uh, and it, now, guys. The good, the good news is Ed, Eddie's going to go on the Bolt Report to really clear things up. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, bad cricket for a moment. Uh, a shout out to the Perth Scorchers who were about to fly home to Perth from Canberra. Oh, dear. And then the lockdown kicked in. And now they're playing the grand final in Canberra. Oh. So they were in Canberra for, you know, a good week and a bit longer than they thought they were going to be. So who's the grand final? Perth versus uh, Brisbane? Perth Scorchers against the winner of Brisbane. V- oh, no. It's a, no, isn't it? Is it Perth v Brisbane and the Sydney Sixers are already through? Oh, is that it? To the final, I think. Sure. I gave up caring about Big Bash yeah, about no, uh, no. four years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what? It's lost a bit of its... Oomph, the old big bash. Yeah, I got to say, it goes on. I reckon it goes they, on time. It does. It, it's better when it's just was just all in school holidays, and it was yeah. actually way better when it was the state teams, when it was the Bush Rangers versus the Redbacks and things like that. Yeah, that's what you want. I yeah, I wonder if it should go back to that. And they need the superstars playing as well. Yeah, you know, it's been good to have Labuschagne and a few of the other Test players back, but they need you know them for the whole season. Or, or, yeah, or clubs with that you actually care about rather than just turning on and going, am I going for fluoro yellow or pink? <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes I think I'm, the same yeah. Am I light green or dark green? <laughs> that's right. Okay. Um, so I think that's about it, guys. Have we got anything else before we uh, – before we wrap it up here, no, uh, we do. There'll be some big announcements for the show coming up. Uh, we got. We're gonna. Oh, I'll just drop it here. We're gonna do a live show uh, later this year. We'd love all the they came to play fans, the players, to, mm. to come down and help yeah. us out uh, to support that. We're also. Um, 
Uh, God, no, we're getting a new logo. It's exciting. <laughs> oh, and merch is coming out uh, soon. So please yes. join our Patreon. All Patreon members will get uh, first dibs on the merch at a heavily discounted rate, possibly even free. Uh, uh, possibly even free. Yeah. They've been very generous, our Patreon. They so. have. Um, yeah, plenty of stuff to come this year. It's going to be a massive year. We're really excited about it. Uh, Tess, we'll be missing Tess for a little while as she adds to her family. But uh, we'll have replacement Tess Armstrong. Guest Tess. Uh, for a few weeks while Tess is uh, <laughs> tending to the, her, the new addition to her household. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if, yeah, if, any, if you have any requests for guests you'd like, we'll see if we can uh, line them up. Yeah, indeed. And any suggestions for the name of Tess's baby as well? <laughs> oh, yeah, we need, to, we need to get on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. suggested Rusty, male or female. Yeah, I've suggested Mrs. Hardwick, uh, male or female. <laughs> right. And I think Liam Baker has been scratched off the list. So <laughs> we'll just work with that lot. Um All right. Well, uh, thank you, team. Uh, thank you, Tess. Pleasure. Go Tigers. All right, thank you, Danny McGinley. Thank you, go dogs. And uh, and go hooks. <laughs>